Hello, and welcome to episode six of A Thousand Shades of Green, a literature podcast celebrating contemporary poets and writers. I'm Susan Richardson, your host and author of the poetry collections, Things My Mother Left Behind from Potter's Grove Press, and Tiger Lily, an ekphrastic collaboration with Jane Cornwell, published by JC Studio Press. I also write the blog Stories from the Edge of Blindness. Today, it is my absolute pleasure to read the beautiful poetry of Anik Yerum. Anik is a German-Scottish poet who lives in Berlin. She is the editor-in-chief of She Press. Her book, St. Eisenberg and the Sunshine Bus, was published with Hedgehog Press in 2022. She has work in a few wonderful places, among them The Storms, IAMB, The Dirigible Balloon, Anti-Heroin Chic, Green Ink Poetry, Feral, and Stanza Canon. Anique's goal is to collaborate with other poets and artists and to try keeping workshops, readings, and festivals accessible for everyone. In episode one, I spoke about Anique giving me the gift of reading a poem that appeared in the anthology Our Own Coordinates, Poems About Dementia, published by She Press. And this generosity of heart and spirit lives not only in Anique as a person, but also in her writing. In all of Anique's poems, even the most sorrowful, her heart is open, expansive, and beautiful. There is an ethereal and gentle feeling in her breathtaking use of language, but also a prevailing sense of strength bravery, and hope. It is my privilege to share Anique's poetry with you today. The first poem is from issue three of The Storms. Your smile, a cathedral, Cool haven, brightened by summer-stained glass. Gentle blue, torn open like cornflower sky. Green, shaded path. Murmuring stream of everything and after. Answer to anything unprayed. This next poem is from the anthology, Our Own Coordinates, Poems About Dementia, published by She Press. It's untitled. I walk through the years and past you, flakes of white bark covering the ground. One day I will wake up and you will have snowed upon me, covering what made this hard, what made it seem unreal. But all of it happened. All of it was true. (music) 
The final poems in today's episode are all from Anique's debut pamphlet, St. Eisenberg and the Sunshine Bus. This one is called 12820. The world, the clocks, the telephones won't stop. Around the church it smells of figs and holidays. My bones hurt from all the unhugged hugs. I step out of this cool church into God-forsaken, sizzling August heat, hold my head sideways under a cold tap on my way to your lavender peace, cry at your shadeless grave, hair dripping goodbye, your forever summer cold, open hands, empty. This next one is called Dance. I was scared of the drive home, hundreds of kilometers towards the second funeral in five weeks. So you went to the best baker in town, got me a sweet braided loaf, support measured in flour, raisins, slivered almonds. But when you unpacked it, a dead bee was baked into the crust, fully preserved as if poured in resin, its blossom dreams halted in flight forever. At least it died happy, you said, and I imagined that bee doing one last waggle dance, wanting to share the lemony sweetness with all the other bees, dancing as if its life depended on them to find it before the heat came. I left it on there, and during the drive opened the window, peeled it off and let it fly one last time, near flowers, near trees, dancing, twirling, and the next moment, gone, just gone. This next piece is the title poem from Anique's book. Here's St. Eisenberg and the Sunshine Bus. I am sure now that you were sending me signs. Heavens opened and closed. Heat blazed through me. The smell of freshly poured tar on the motorway. Turbines, sunflowers, left right, center. We stopped for a break near parched woods, found raspberry gifts, barley spikelets, wispy and gleaming like fairy hair. The damp green quiet after a big rain, fog hanging low in the mountains, blurred brake lights. Midway I lay down in a parking lot, crying on my dog's blanket, trying to make sense of what we were doing. You were sending me signs, robins, rainbows, starfish trails. 
That day we drove towards your body, to that uncluttered bright space which enclosed your darkness in those last long years. That room where when you left, someone opened the vast window so that your soul could find its way out. This next one is called Traces. The one on my nose where I fell off a sleigh, then slid down an icy hill and cut my face open. The one on my upper thigh where I fell off my bed onto a tambourine and a bell burrowed itself into my leg. The one on my chin where the neighbor's Dalmatian, whose name was Moritz, saw a German shepherd on the other side and dragged me across the road. The one on my upper lip, where my friend's baby pulled on the cast iron pagoda in our living room and smashed it into my mouth. The ones on my belly, where they cut and prodded again and again. I have no words for those. The one on my back where they made me Titan Girl and one of my superpowers was to tie my own shoelaces after a month. The ones where you died, long before you died, and I was your witness. The final poem is called Beyond. One. Danced on your grave when the sky fell to remind you of the living, who you were before the haunting started. A breaking down of skins, shelves behind shelves, where all the truths were hidden. Never knew you till I knew you, did the puzzle, made the pieces fit. Two. The future is February fog, losing track of all the hurts, no way to hunt them down. The future is a sliver of time, unlived, unheard of. Quiet now. Listen. When I was writing my first book, Things My Mother Left Behind, I was caring for and then grieving the loss of my father who had dementia. There are a number of poems in the book about my dad, and so for today's closing poem, I chose a piece called Paper Bones. I punch in the code for the second floor elevator slowly ascending to a locked ward, a secret space for those whose minds have pulled up roots, memory twisting and evaporating like petals floating into the clutches of an unexpected wind.
I see him, my father, paper bones rattling beneath his skin, tiny frame swallowed up by the beige cushions of a chair. I watch him, fingers entwined with those of the woman beside him. She strokes circles into the back of his hand, her thumb soothing a patchwork of weary veins, silently, as if the room around them never existed. They stare into each other's eyes, speaking a language filled with shapes and pathways that traverse beneath a sky only they can touch. A clatter of plates pulls him from their connection. He sees me, watching him, a spectator on the edges of his new reality. His eyes blink the room into focus. He lifts his hand as if it holds the weight of the sun, reaches for me. Today, he knows I am his daughter. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of A Thousand Shades of Green, celebrating the exquisite poetry of Anik Yaram. It has been my privilege to read her beautiful words. You can find out more about Anik in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to like, rate, and comment where available, and we will be back in one week for the season one finale. A Thousand Shades of Green was created and presented by me, Susan Richardson. All artwork was created by Jane Cornwell. A Thousand Shades of Green is produced by Joe Richardson.